Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It is Friday, which has quickly become one of my favorite days on the Agent Power Huddle because of these two gentlemen, Matthew and Craig. Matthew Hanks, how are you guys, are you guys feeling this morning? Doing great. You know, we got a head start on you, Jesse. We're on the East Coast. Oh, that's so right. Well, it's, here. it's not even morning. It's like halfway through your day. Yeah, we're, we're, we're maybe past halfway. So it's about <laughs> 11 o'clock on the East Coast. Welcome, everyone. East Coast, West Coast, the whole bit. I love it. Well, I'm just going to turn it over to you. I was telling these guys before we started, I've been watching the recordings of these guys each week and it's been so good. And this week, the topic is uh, breaking things to rebuild them, which is, I was like, all right, I'm going to be here live. I want to listen in. I want to know what's going on. So I'm just going to turn it right over to you guys and uh, really just thank you for being here. uh, You know, each of these weeks, last few weeks, it's been so good. So thanks guys. Take it away. We appreciate the opportunity, Jesse, to bring this material. Uh, This is a really a great topic today because it's applicable to our real estate business and our lives if you're building some other type of business. So I think everyone who tunes in today or watches the recording uh, will get something out of this agent power huddle. So looking forward to presenting this. It's really a fun topic, breaking stuff. So what 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 uh, funner thing to discuss than breaking stuff uh, and put it back together again. I'm Matthew Hanks. I run a real estate team in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. This is my good friend, Craig Graves, who is an unbeatable mind coach and teaches and trains on this material. And for those who are catching up with the series that we're in, this is the book, Way of the Seal. A gentleman by the name of Mark Devine, who was a commander for the U.S. Navy SEALs. He was a CPA on Wall Street, decided to give up that Fortune 500 uh, type um, career uh, choice that he had made, decided to get into the military become a Navy SEAL. Uh, Craig can tell that story better than I, but it's it's really interesting that he decided to go the military route and became a Navy SEAL. And one of the things that he noticed was only about 15% of those who tried to go into the, trains, the training program for the SEALs were successful and graduated from that program, only about 15%. And interesting, that's about the same percentage in real estate. Yeah, you may get real estate. We've talked about that. But he decided to put together a program called SEAL Fit that would help prepare those who were trying to go through that SEAL program, better prepare them so that when they went through the training program, they'd have a better chance for success. And come to find out, was it 80% after they go through the program? Yes, 90%. So 90%. Yeah. So if you just go into, if you go to BUDS, your, your chances of success are about 15%. If you train with Mark first, then your chances increase to 90%. So the guys that have trained with Mark through Mark's programs, uh, Seal Fit, their Unbeatable Mind, uh, have a ninety percent success rate at, at completing buds successfully. So if the idea that he was a Navy SEAL doesn't give him credibility, the idea that he was a Navy SEAL commander doesn't give him credibility. I think that certainly does. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, you know, to, to add to that, you know. Um, he was the honor man in his buds class, his Navy SEAL training class, which means he was the number one guy. And not only that, his boat crew, so they break these guys down into eight-man teams and call them boat crews. Um, his boat crew all graduated from SEAL training. And that's the only time in the history of the SEALs that's ever happened. Mark led his team through the training, and they all graduated together um, as part of that 15%. So because this material is so strong, Craig teaches this material, and there's eight principles that are presented in this book. 
If you look on the Agent Power Tunnel <laughs> Facebook group, we've uploaded two PDF files that go along with this book. Uh, one was the three-piece document talking about your, uh, your principles, your purpose, and your passion in life. Three-piece document. And the other one is the workbook that goes along with this, this book that we're presenting. So both those documents are on our Facebook page. Join up with us there. But there's eight principles that are presented in this book, and we're on principle number six today. And we wanted to do a super quick, high-level recap of the five, because this, this material builds on itself. So as we arrive today to breaking things, principle number six, let's do a quick recap, Craig, of the first five that have brought us to today. Okay, sounds good. Um, the first was establishing the set point. And Matthew referenced that purpose document that's part of that. So you develop a stand, which is um, uh, what would I do? And then you develop your purpose, which is, you know, why am I here? And that's part of establishing your set point, principle number one. Number two was developing your front site focus. So now that we know what our purpose is, we're going we're gonna to maintain that front site focus and focus on that, on that mission. Um, number three was bulletproofing the mission. And we <laughs> talked about choosing the right targets. <clears throat> exploring different options, how to communicate our vision to other people. And, and principle number four, we do what others want so we can do well, do what others want today so we can do what others can't tomorrow. And there we talked about finding your 20X factor, um, embracing the suck and building the three Ds, which are uh, drive, determination, and uh, discipline. discipline. Yes, thank you. And then last week, we talked about forging mental toughness, which is one of my favorite topics. And uh, me and one of me and my swim buddy do webinars every other week on on the, the big four, and I, and I love those tools. And that leads us right into today, which is principle number six of breaking things and, and, and making them better. So, a lot of this material in here, Matthew, I think is is very good, and we could probably spend the whole thirty minutes and even longer talking about your experiences in in creating HRG yeah. when it comes to um, breaking things to make them better. Yeah. Um, the first thing that, that Mark talks about, or actually there's, there's four, four items under this, under this particular principle, applying total commitment, uh, failing forward fast, looking at failure in a different way, navigating gaps for opportunity, and then uh, uh, innovating and adapting quickly. So um, anything you want to throw in, Matt, before we jump into the content? Well, let me just mention that we are monitoring the chat during the call. And so if you have questions, add those to the Facebook uh, comment section. We're monitoring that. And we have the chat pulled up here on our uh, on our desk, and we will have uh, an opportunity at the end. We'll address any questions as we go. And feel free, those that are on the call, if you're on mute and participate, you're welcome to do so. But with that, let's jump right into breaking things. The topic for today's Agent Power Huddle. Yeah. So the, really, the, the first the first uh, the heading in the book is, is burn your boat, and that really is applying that total commitment. And this is one of the things that Napoleon Hill talks about in Think and Grow Rich. The, the first of his 13 principles is, is have a burning desire. And that's what this, that's what this is really about. And, and Mark doesn't talk about the example, but I've heard this example in Think and Grow Rich. Matthew and I were talking about this example before we started. And I've heard other people use it, but there's this, uh, this general, and he sails his troops to this foreign land to, to take over this land. And when they hit the shore, he tells his men to burn the boats, right? Yeah. So we either have to win or be yeah, killed or become yeah. or become these people's slave, whatever. We we have to win because we we can't get home. Yeah. And that's that's the idea is just to have that total commitment to the to the mission, to the project, to our purpose, 
and uh, and burn those boats, man. Yeah. Well, he knew that it would dramatically increase their chances of success because retreat was no longer an option. No longer an option. They have to win. And so failure is not an option. Failure is not an option. So if, if total commitment is what you have in your mind, that you're going to be successful, then it's <laughs> you, you are going to have a dramatically better chance of being successful. There's just no other option about it. So that, that, and that comes from having total commitment to it. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, the other thing he talks about is, is if you, is find a way or make a way, which goes right along with that, with that burning the boats. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he talks about there is really, um, you know, look into the past and we're going to get into this more in a minute, but, you know, look into what's worked and what's not worked in the, in the past and then, and then melding that into a new thing that you might create in order to get yourself ahead on, on this particular endeavor. Mm-hmm. So, um, Matthew, when you when you started HRG, give, maybe give us some examples of how, you know, how you burned your boats or and or found found a way if you, if you didn't have one. Uh, it's you know a little bit of a journey, I guess. Most everybody in real estate that's done this business for a while probably has a journey of how their career path went. But you know, I started like most do as a single agent many many years ago, back in two thousand three, and I was with a large regional real estate firm. And then took a break and joined the military during the downturn, uh, 2008 to 2013. And then I was with a nationally known franchise uh, real estate company for a number of years. And then I guess my point of burning the bridges and starting starting fresh and making a total commitment was when I opened my office. And that was back in 2018. Right. So it's just interesting that the, the level of commitment it takes when you make a large commitment like that, like, well, you know, failure is really not an option any longer. You yeah, know, yeah, and you and you approach it in a different way, and your mindset is it has to be there as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of burned the boat, right? You said, "Hey, I'm out of here. I'm starting my own gig," and there was no going back. To that 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 was an example of you actually saying, "Hey, this is this is it. This is what I'm going to do, and and I'm going to go out and, and find a way to make one." Yeah, that, that's that's a lot of what happens. I think a lot of it is you know mentally. You know, we mentioned the mental gym and how you can go to that place and just you can be there completely, but you're doing it in your mind. And when you have a decision that's in front of you like that, to be able to mentally place yourself there and think about all the risks that it's going to take, all the commitments going to take, what's it going to look like, what's it going to feel like, what effort is going to take to be successful, and then you can make a informed decision at that point. Right. You know, it helps accelerate that process. But when you get to that point that you just uh, that that's the decision that you're going to make and the commitment that you make, it makes it far easier. Absolutely, it's exciting too. Absolutely. You know, we said something a minute ago, a minute ago, and this will kind of lead us into the next point. But, you know, for those guys who burned those boats, um, failure was not an option. I think this thing is what you said. But really, failure is going to happen. Right. And failure can be a good thing. And we talk about failing forward fast is our is our next as uh, our next bullet item. And what that means is we really want to embrace failure and kind of learn from it. Um you know, seals obviously operate in very chaotic conditions and we are too right now. Right. I mean, things are, things are really crazy. So, you know, the idea is to, is to take failure is, is to take action. And then when we have failures to learn from those failures and then to shift our model, whatever that might be. And then to, and then to act again, mm-hmm. and then we may fail again. And then what we do, we learn from that. And he actually lays out a five-step process. And I'm just going to kind of read through the, how this process looks. Okay. But step one is trying something new, right? You can't fail unless you try something new. So step two is, is fail. So we try something new, we fail at it. 
Then we analyze the lessons we learned. We learn how we might have modified that approach or how we look into how we can modify that approach to gain momentum and, and prevent that failure from happening again. And then we implement those changes for the next iteration. And then step five would be to repeat steps two through four and continue to learn as needed and, and until we succeed in our mission. So I think a lot of people think failure is a bad thing, but really it becomes an expected event and it does not derail our mission. We learn from it, modify, and, and then move on. So did you experience that when you when you went into your, when you created HRG? How did you look at failure? Well, I don't, I think part of it's mindset and that word that we say fail, well, we'll I don't like to even think of it as failure. That we either win or we learn. And learning means growing. So we may have found a way that doesn't work, but that's a learning process and that's a win as well. So it's about mindset. So I know it, many people will say failing forward fast, but you want to learn fast. And it's not failure to learn a way that doesn't work. I mean, we have to, if you're, if you have a destination you're trying to get to in the car and you get lost, you know, you just take a moment find a, a way that does work and then get back on the right track. But I, I took it as a learning process. I mean, life is a journey. Um, you're going to get down if you think of, of, that you've actually failed. And I don't think about it that way uh, because, I mean, think of major leagues, uh, 300 batting average puts you in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, and, I love that. They're only getting on base yeah, you uh, can, a third of the time. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you can be a 70% failure in Major League Baseball and, and make the Hall of Fame. That's, yeah. that's the only sport that that's going to that happen in. Um, you know, Matthew, uh, I started a, a mastermind group many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in 2017. And so this process of, of creating this business that you're in, you know, I, we kind of talked about that in our, in our group setting a lot. And you've kind of shifted gears several times to, to create what you have now. Yeah. So, um, you know, how did, how did that process look as you as you tried something new and, and, then, and then shifted your model? Well, part of it has been where the market has been. Part of it has been the opportunities in front of us. Uh, when we first opened the office, we were uh, we were going to be a brokerage. We were going to be a self-sustained uh, small boutique real estate firm. And then as you realize the opportunities with within real estate, and I know we're talking specifically real estate, not necessarily the military in the book. Uh, but this is a primary real estate uh, audience for Agent Power Huddle. Um, you know, we realized there was an opportunity with a company called EXP, who we're currently affiliated with. Instead of trying to be a brokerage all on ourselves and trying to be an island in this big world of real estate, uh, we decided to become a team inside of EXP, which was a much better fit for us. But we didn't look at it as that we failed as a brokerage. We just took it and looked. Uh, there was an opportunity that was presented considering all the options in front of us and who we felt like we were, it was a better opportunity for us. Yeah. So it's again, mindset, you know, if we look at it as failing, you know, that's going to get you down, get you depressed, get you frustrated, make you want to quit. Can't look at it that way. Yes. So it's reframing failure in our minds, change, changing our mindset. And he also talks about eliminating risk aversion. So a lot of people are afraid of taking a risk for, for those reasons, right? They're, they're afraid of that failure. Yeah. Um, he talks about uh, the, the ways that risk-averse souls see failure as a validation that, mm -hmm. you know, they're not right for the job. Um, the team messed things up. Uh, the market slash universe turned against them. The project or business was always doomed to failure. 
And he makes the point that maybe some of that, maybe some of that's true, mm-hmm. but that, but that kind of negative thinking is not going to move you forward to the results that you desire. And he talks about taking ownership of, uh, of those mistakes, learning from them and then moving on, which is very interesting because he does say that, uh, you know, that's the way the seal taking ownership of mistakes. And there's another seal named Jocko Willing, you know, who Jocko is, yeah. Matthew. Yeah. yeah. If you guys don't know who Jocko is, look him up. Um, he and one of his uh, uh, subordinates in the SEAL teams have created a company called Echelon Front, and Extreme Ownership is, the their, is their book. Yeah, and that's what they teach. Basically, you take ownership for everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of want to be. It's a great TED Talk that Jocko has. If you haven't seen that one, go out there and, and look that one up. It's, it's really, really good. Um. So navigating gaps for opportunity. And this is where we talk about breaking things and, and making them better. And he talks about blind spots. And, um, you know, this is where he goes more into, into looking to the past. And a lot of people get stuck there. Um, they get stuck in the past. And uh, it's about the good old days, you know, or they're afraid of the future. You know what the future is going to bring. And there's a lot of wacky things going on in our country right now, right? <laughs> Sure. I mean, and you hear things about inflation going up. So we can sit paralyzed by fear about what's going to happen in the future. But the idea is to is to is to look into the past, see what's worked, then then envision a positive future and to pull those th- two things into the present and then look for opportunities to make things better. Mm-hmm. And he tells a lot about how technology can help us in that area because technology is changing so fast. Mm-hmm. You think about companies like this, these are not real estate companies, but you know, Uber and and Airbnb, those are companies who've done this and have kind of created that they've kind of broken things and, cre- and created new things out of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. I was going to share an example when I went through military training, OCS, learning to become an officer and being in leadership. Uh, they said that there was something that was worse than a leader that would make bad decisions. And that is a leader who had did not have the ability to make a decision. So it just stalled out when it was time to make a decision just was paralyzed and couldn't move forward. And nothing's worse than that, especially in a, on, on a battlefield. Imagine you, you're a, a true soldier. You've got a leader in front of you and they can't make a decision about what to do. It's almost better that they make the bad decision and everybody can move forward and we can learn from that. And we can move on than to be paralyzed by that. And so when you mentioned that about the fear that someone may have or the anxiety of fear of failure, you know, if you if you don't look at it as failure, if you look at it, I make the ba- if I make the bad decision, I'm going to learn from that, and I'm in a better position to make a quality decision for next time. But the point is, make the best decision you can from the information that's presented to you, and then you'll be in a better position to make decisions moving forward. Yeah, I agree with you, Matthew. And that kind of leads us into the into the next part, which would be uh, innovating and, and adapting quickly. And he talks about embrace uh, breaking inertia with decisive action. And so Napoleon Hill talks about this too. He says that every person he studied in his, uh, uh, you know, in his research to create Think and Grow Rich, those people made decisions quickly. And once those decisions were made, they rarely changed their minds, right? They rarely changed those decisions. Every person that he studied that failed took a long time to make decisions. And if they did, they let people change their decisions by their by their input, by their by their negative inputs and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, being able to make those decisions is, is very important. And he even has a little breakout here. And I, I kind of made a note to read this about making decisiveness a habit. Mm-hmm. So I'll just read through here right quick. It says to break things with confidence, you must make decisiveness a, a habit. 
practice with the little things. For example, the next time you're asked for your opinion, such as what movie to see or where to go for dinner, don't just pass the buck and say, eh, whatever you want's fine by me. Make a decision immediately. Practice at work too, especially when beginning a new project. Don't sit on things until you're 100% clear on what to do. Get everyone moving with a warning order or task, key players with gathering information. So we want to make decisiveness a habit because if we don't, we get stuck and then nothing happens. And so really the whole idea is make a decision, take action, fail forward fast, and then learn from those mistakes as you fail and, and, and repeat that whole process again. Speaking of failing forward fast, I, I, we, we got a prop. There's some props here. Yeah. One of the yeah, examples. This is not an infomercial. This, this, yeah, one of, the, <laughs> one of the examples he talks about in the book is one of his teammates, when he got in the SEAL teams, he created this thing to, to make the push-up better. Yeah. And this is a final product, um, but evidently the first iteration of it. This guy had like 1.5 million of, uh, of capital raised. He, uh, <laughs> he had some kludgy device. And he chose the wrong market. Too complicated. So he, yeah, he was wrong, he, wrong too complicated. He was advertising to the wrong target market. And so he blew through his $1.5 million. I think he had $25,000 left. Yeah. And so what did he do? Did he quit? You know, no, he failed forward fast. He improved the design of his product, redefined his target market, and found a better target market. And a different way to market. A different way to market. In men's magazines. Yep. And in one year, he was in 24,000 retail outlets with the perfect push-up. And so the way this thing works is as you do push-ups, it twists. So your arm is your arm, shoulder is all moving along with the push-up. So that was a great example of failing forward fast. Matthew happened to have some of these. So he, so he brought them in so we could we could share that example with you guys. All right. So uh failing forward fast, innovate and adapt quickly. What kind of questions are coming up? Anything? Anything? He also talks about excelling in chaos. And, um, you know, we talked, we, we live in chaotic times. We've had this crazy pandemic. I mean, the real estate markets, have you ever seen it like it is now? Well, any agent that's successful right now in this real estate market is succeeding in chaos because our real estate market is, it's a wild time right now uh, to be both a buyer and a seller. Uh, in our market here in the Charlotte area, uh, and I'm hearing stories about around the country as well, but sellers are getting offers sight unseen with inspection waivers, with appraisal waivers, and uh, buyers are having to make offers during the coming soon time. So the property's not even available to see yet. And they're having to make offers before they even see the property, in some cases, in a lot of cases, actually. And so a lot of people would consider that chaos. If no one's paying attention to the real estate market or they just casually think we're thinking about buying a home, and I try to describe what's happening right now, this is what you'll be entering into if you decide you want to buy it right now. They would think of it that well. That's that's crazy. That's chaos. Uh, Thirty thousand over asking price, forty thousand over, whatever the case is, and still not getting the house. Um, that's that, that's the type of situation in our market right now that we've never seen before. And so a lot of people would look at that from the outside, looking in, and say, "Well, that sounds like chaos. How are you guys operating? It must be uh, a, a wild time for you all." And it really is. So that's to be to be successful right now. It would be succeeding in the face of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, he wrote this book, the original version in 2013. And one of the one of the things when I was going over the material again for, for today, it kind of jumped out at me. You know, he says, when things fall apart, they really go back. They rarely go back to the old normal, instead settling into a new normal over time. 
So the question is, is what's the new normal going to look like when all this pandemic and all this crazy stuff is behind us? And, and maybe that's yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that things will never go back to the way they were in, in, in completely in the past. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, he does say two things I want to point out. I know we're running, we're running short on time. But he says that, you know, in these times, way the SEAL leaders deal with patterns in two primary ways. You will avoid old ritualized patterns in the system, in the system, instead seeking new patterns arising out of the chaos. So what are the new patterns that are going to be facing us when this thing, when this thing irons out? Um, these will point the way to both threats and opportunities for innovation as the system rebalances. So what he's saying there is this new normal is going to create some opportunities for some new stuff. Um, the second thing is you will ensure you don't settle into routines of your own, which can elevate your risk by changing up personal and team routines frequently to keep your perspective fresh while confusing your opponents. And one of the things he says here is, um, you know, there are good routines, like we've talked about morning routines and evening routines to kind of recap our days. But what are the mundane routines you do on a daily basis that you can shake up? And he talks about maybe driving to work a different way. Um, you know, maybe you, maybe he talks about shifting his office. So he would move his office and his company every two to three months, which would allow him to see the, the, the thing in a different way. You know, so what are some routines that you can shake up on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And then when chaotic times do happen, things beyond your control, you know, you're kind of prepared maybe to shake up that routine a little bit differently. Yeah, there's a lot of talk right now about the real estate market and how long it stays strong like it is and what changes we'll see in the next short term or next year. And so I'm, I'm with you. Keep an eye on that and be ready for as they shift to be ready for it. Absolutely, man. That kind of wraps up, I think, principle number six, break things. You got any final thoughts, Matthew? Why don't we give a quick preview of seven and eight? Because we only have two more principles to complete the book. Yeah. These are coming up in the next few weeks. <laughs> exactly. Um, principle number seven is building your intuition. We might touch on some woo-woo stuff there. We talked about woo-woo in in the past. Absolutely. And then principle number eight, um, I'm going to draw a blank here as we wrap up. It is think offense all the time. So next week will be, or next time will be intuition. And then think offense all the time will be our final, our final, uh, our final Friday, if you will. Questions, feedback, anyone that's live on the group want to chime in and, dis- and discuss any of the topics for today or ask any questions that we can bring to Craig and let him comment? Well, if someone's got questions, jump on in. I just want to say this is so good as always. Like I'm sitting here, Ali and I are chatting. Like, this, guy, this is so good. Like I, yeah. It helps me reframe my mind space. So anyone here is on live or if it's someone from Facebook, Zach, let us know if they're typing in questions. Um, we got a couple minutes. Any questions for uh, these guys who are clearly experts in this? It's a great topic. You can apply it to so many different areas of your life, whether it's your fitness, your nutrition, your daily routine, whether it's the place that you live, your office space, uh, decluttering the environment that you work in every day, whether it's your technology stack that you operate in, your CRM and your website, and or maybe it's the brokerage that you're in or the office that you're in or the team you're on. And, you know, sometimes you just have to break things down to rebuild it back even stronger. That's what working out's about. You know, we break our muscles down and we get stronger over time. That's right. Endurance, size, and strength. So breaking things, the the mental picture was, uh, you ever been working on a Word document? I think they auto-save these days, but back in the day, you're in school, college, and you're like, 
finishing up the last little piece of a like a five page paper and it just it just completely goes away like tell me that didn't just happen and then you write it back and you do it in a shorter amount of time and it's better than the original version and you just had to kind of start all over and sometimes it feels good to start over and so don't be afraid to do it have the confidence to do it and the belief in yourself that you can make it back the way it needs to be and even better than it was before so don't be afraid to break things well said that's right 100%. I so, love it. Well, the, I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you have any final thoughts you want to leave people with, but I think that was a pretty good final thought. That yeah, was, just go out and make it, a, make it a great day today. You know, use these principles that we've talked about to have a total commitment that it's going to be a great day. Don't be afraid to fail because you're not really failing. You're either learning, growing, or you're winning. So don't be afraid of, of failure. I love that quote. You're either learning, growing, or winning. Or right? winning. I love yep. it. It's one of the three. I love it. Craig, any, anything you want to you end with? I don't think I can top that. That's, that's good <laughs> stuff right there. So we'll, right. we'll leave it at that today. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Matthew, Be Craig. Today. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Happy Friday, everybody. See you, See you next time. Thanks for having me. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.